From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. From 5 to 10% of cancers result from a genetic mutation that is inherited from a parent. These are known as hereditary cancers, and here to help us understand cancer genetic risk assessment is Dr. Gloria Morris, an Upstate doctor who's board certified in internal medicine and medical oncology. Welcome, Dr. Morris. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. Now, I know you're relatively new to Upstate, so tell me a little about your background. Where did you train? And Yes, thank you. I trained in, first I went to college in Syracuse, grew up in Syracuse, so I'm very familiar with Syracuse. I have family here. So you're a here. LeMoyne graduate? Yes, LeMoyne okay. College, and then was seeking actually an MD-PhD program um, in the nation, ended up going to the Medical University of South Carolina uh, down in Charleston at the genesis of their cancer center as well, the Hollings Cancer Center. So I got to see a lot of wonderful research there and through my clinical rotations really had an avidity for medical oncology. Um, I was there for eight years and trained in molecular biology. So my interest in the genome and genes is really piqued by my uh, for, uh, my uh, practice later in oncology and really studying what patients can and might inherit uh, that can either cause tumors or uh, genes that can be inherited through families and how we can actually target those genes. Okay. So very important in the oncology field in the comprehensive care of, of cancer patients and their families. I did train in Philadelphia where I had additional mentors in cancer and also was exposed to the need for genetic testing, particularly in breast and ovarian cancers. Um, I did my fellowship training in Fox Chase Cancer Center, where they do have several uh, genetics counseling training programs, even for practitioners who have not formally undergone fellowship training or board certification in genetics counseling. Um, when I had my first uh, uh, time in private practice, I was invited to direct a genetics counseling program and um, received, uh, went for further intensive training through the City of Hope in Los mm. Angeles, a phenomenal cancer center also who has uh, the ability to mentor uh, practitioners at any level um, in genetics risk assessment for cancers. So here at Upstate, you're gonna, you'll be doing genetic counseling. Yes, and okay. we can still network with all these cancer centers uh, in terms of their ability to counsel each other okay. uh, for genetics training as well. Interesting. So um, tell me, does hereditary mean the same thing as genetic? It does, as we think about it. Um, there's multiple terms that can be interchangeable. Um, genetic, in terms of how we view cancer, certainly, uh, certainly refers to what is heritable, what is inherited from generation to generation. And we do counsel patients that, indeed, it's very important to understand both the maternal and paternal backgrounds because we do inherit half our genes from our mother, half our genes from our father. And so the cancer history on both sides of the family is extremely important. Is it equally important? It is actually equally important, okay. yes, okay. indeed. Uh, so we strongly look at both sides.
sides of the family and try to look at successive generations where there really is, in in contrast to many of the um, pediatric or other uh, sex-linked chromosomal disorders that we might see in children and babies, for example, the genetic components of cancer mutations um, actually can be so strong that it only takes one copy oh. from one parent to actually raise the risk of cancer in an adult, uh, an adult child. Okay. Which um, cancers are most often hereditary? Most often hereditary, uh, very importantly to remember, could be some types of breast cancer, especially those which can occur at a much younger age, and especially some specific types of breast cancer which could be more aggressive in their behavior. We, we know them now as triple negative breast cancers, for example, those that don't respond to any type of hormonal manipulation after they've been treated. Um, we specifically look at gynecologic cancers, including ovarian cancer. Um, and male breast cancer, more of the unusual types of, of cancers, certainly can come from a genetic predisposition. Um, interestingly, uh, there are a few types of kidney cancers that can be inherited. Um, there are many types of colon cancers, which are very common, could be inherited uh, by genes that can cause a person to either make several polyps through the intestine or not. And all of those, interestingly, can overlap with one another. And so that's even more of the reason why we do look for the family history and multiple types of cancers, because the more that we've learned about these genes, that, that if mutated can cause these cancers, the more we can see how even a breast cancer gene might also have the potential to cause an increased risk of ovarian cancer down the line or uh, prostate cancer, huh. for example, or melanoma. So we actually have to keep in mind not just specific uh, types of tumors, but also where they might overlap wow. and show up in the family. Interesting. I didn't realize that they were connected it's, that way. It's getting more and more complicated, but then again, more and more fascinating as we discover. And, and when I say we, I am personally standing on the shoulders of giants because the amount of analysis that has gone into this over the years is incredible. Any practitioner now is able to order several types of gene panels because the genes have been discovered to all cluster around one another. And even if one is negative for one type of gene mutation, we do make sure that we have tested all of the other types of genes that cluster around them in a chromosome location. So what are the red flags for a patient or for their doctor? For, you know, When should someone be tested for whether they have a risk for a hereditary cancer. Yes, this is one of the most important issues that we really do try to um, uh, project, you know, for all of the community is that the, the greatest potential and the greatest suspicion that we really start to look for a genetic predisposition or a hereditary reason for a cancer in an individual is young age. Very specifically, if breast cancers do occur under the age of 50, for example, 
this is a, a bit more unusual uh, than cancers that can happen later in life. And it has been shown that the age of 50 is a pivotal time uh, that might distinguish a hereditary cause for cancers mm -hmm. or, uh, or the more likely uh, sporadic cancers by chance. Um, there are even breast cancer-related genes that can heighten the risk of breast cancer even under the age of 40 or 35. Those are even more serious that we would really want to assess a person, uh, woman or man, uh, for their risk of breast cancer. So if they have a family member who, a mother, say, yes. who's been diagnosed in her 40s with breast cancer, yes, indeed. her children might be... Yes, we okay. see many patients and welcome the opportunity to counsel families if there is a uh, uh, family member, particularly a first-degree relative. And so if a, if a person is not affected by cancer, but they have an immediate first-degree relative with a young age at the diagnosis of their cancer, we do want to assess them. And we do um, make sure that people understand that the first degree relatives do include siblings or parents or children. And then second degree relatives are also included in hereditary criteria. And those would be aunts, uncles, and grandparents. Interesting. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Gloria Morris, an Upstate physician board certified in internal medicine and medical oncology with extensive training in cancer genetic risk assessment. So how early do you advise people um, to consider genetic testing of children? That's a great question that we often consult, you know, with national boards with for guidelines. We usually consider patients um, in general uh, above the age of 21 for cancer risk assessment. Now that is uh, that is related to counseling them for the risk of any cancers which might show up in adulthood. Now, indeed, we do have to take into consideration, of course, special circumstances of uh, genetic predisposition in which a, a cancer gene syndrome might include a childhood type of cancer. That, uh, and those would be more like one of the very early types of familial uh, polyp-causing colon cancers, for example, other endocrine types of cancers, which could lead to an early type of thyroid cancer, for example, retinoblastoma. So we partner with our pediatric colleagues and pediatric experts really to try to determine how a specific family can be best served. So we do see children in, in certain circumstances, but the bulk of the known uh, hereditary cancer syndromes, if they certainly can manifest in adulthood, we want to make sure that the um, adult that we are counseling, primarily over the age of 21, is really able to grasp the intensity and the gravity of what a positive result might mean for them. Certainly, we do understand and give a lot of support 
uh, for uh, adults over the age of 21 when we need to screen for genetic cancers because it really may impact, for example, in the case of any type of breast cancer in the future or gynecologic or reproductive cancer, we really need to place that then in the context of a person's desire for family planning, um, childbearing, uh, and in certain circumstances, whether or not their uh, future spouse may also be at risk for harboring a mutation. And as you can glean, this really comes because uh, there's almost like a, a mathematical or analytical view to this in that we want to make sure that their successive children um, will be either known or, or not known to also harbor the likelihood to carry a mutation too. Now, it, it makes me wonder whether it's more stressful it is. to not know or if it's more stressful to know. It, it, that's, a, that's a great point. And, and we, really, we really offer support uh, for patients well, tell me how to, anyone who's listening to this, tell me how they would reach you and yes. what they could expect if they um, came for a consultation. Yes, yes. Um, we can be reached through the supportive services from the, the Upstate, Upstate Cancer, Cancer Center. Center. Yes. Okay. Um, we do have a main telephone number for that at 464-3510. And do they need a referral or can someone call on their own? Both, actually. Okay. Uh, right. We do take self-referrals and are very happy to counsel anyone for their specific questions about their possible risk, especially if they have had someone in the family with an early diagnosis of cancer, multiple generations of cancers that run in the family. And we would sit and um, discuss with them the likelihood or not that their cancer might run in the family and what their true risks might be. Does this involve a blood test? Yes. Uh, we can test for a number of genetic mutations just with a simple blood test. It's usually one small tube of blood that is drawn and sent off in a kit to many nationally recognized genetic laboratories. Interestingly, if that is not um, feasible for a patient or not comfortable, uh, there are uh, what they call buckle wash kits or saliva uh, samples that can be taken with data that has shown that these are actually just as accurate huh. uh, as a blood sample. Well, interesting. My guest has been medical oncologist Dr. Gloria Morris of the Upstate Cancer Center. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.